This is How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast. Where we teach you the skills you need to go from your living room to the main event. What's up, guys? Welcome back to How to Become a Pro Wrestler, where we teach you the skills you need to go from your living room to the main event. My name's Coach John, and I am excited to bring you a new episode today. I'm sitting here with Aaron, as always. Aaron, what is up, man? Hey, John. Man, excited. Here we got a great topic today. Pumped up to, you know, pass along some knowledge to these uh, wrestlers. For sure, man. This one's a little more in your wheelhouse, too. You'll be able to help a lot with this one. So today, I want to jump right into it, guys. But first, I want you to go to Instagram. I want you to type in at how to become a pro wrestler. Give us a follow. I'm dropping all kinds of tips and tricks on there every single day. Good videos, lots of good information. So please follow us on at how to become a pro wrestler. So today's topic, guys, let's jump right into it. Show up, don't blow up. We're going to talk about conditioning in pro wrestling. So if you are out of shape, you are not a pro. Simple as that. You need a very specific conditioning program. And today we're going to talk a little bit about what that program should look like, what your conditioning should be, okay? Because I think there's a misconception. Having muscles is not enough, okay? You know, I want you to have that. That's a part of it, right? Visit our top five tips and things that you need or top five things that you have to have to master a career in pro wrestling. And looking like a pro wrestler is absolutely one of them. We all know that. If you've been in pro wrestling for any period of time, you know that looking like one is is part of the deal and and you need to look like one. But you also have to have an engine inside your body to power your athletic performance in the ring. If you run out of gas, if you get if you blow up as we say in pro wrestling yeah. if you get exhausted so that's what that means if you get exhausted in the ring you expose yourself to the crowd to your opponent to the rest of the locker room and i mean quite frankly you're going to look like crap and you're going to ruin the experience for yourself for your opponent and for the fans that came and bought a ticket to see you so today guys we're going to talk about a few different versions of conditioning. I'm going to break down a few terms for you. Aaron's going to help me. And we're just going to kind of give you an idea and have a conversation about how these things need to look. If you take nothing else away from this episode, here's what I want you to think about. So listen, listen up. I want you to know that what you're doing in the gym or in your garage or in your home, wherever you're training, that's what you're doing. You are training. It's not just, I have to go do my workout. Remember, you are training for a specific sport that you are trying to succeed in, okay? This is training, not working out. There is a difference, and the difference is you have to be aware of the different things that your body needs to perform correctly, and you have to know that you need a specific plan to follow. You can't just go in there willy-nilly and just expect results to come. You need to be able to measure your results. You need to be able to move forward and progress week by week. Okay, so Aaron, I want to talk about aerobic versus anaerobic real quick. I, I think those are words that a lot of wrestlers or a lot of athletes hear or a lot of people in the gym hear, but I don't think they quite understand what they mean. So when we talk about aerobic, 
We're talking about doing things with air. We're talking about being able to breathe a lot more casual, a little bit easier. You know, I'm talking about getting your walking in, getting your light jogging in, where you're able to control your airflow in your body and you're moving and, and breathing like normal. You're not stressing, right? Am, am I on the right page there? Yeah, so aerobics, basically, your body's using oxygen right. to fuel itself. So, and with that, that's gonna be, like you mentioned, walking, jogging, anything of kind of, nothing that's very high intense, like that you can do for a prolonged period of time. Right, absolutely. So you can maintain that pace with controlling your breathing. It is super important, guys. Super important to be able to move. Think about a pro wrestling match, okay? Think about the pro wrestling matches when you're moving and you're controlling your breathing, all right? How, how often do you think about your breathing in matches? And, and if you're new and you're not quite in the business of pro wrestling yet and you're here to learn before you get into it, you're going to want to think about being able to move in that ring and breathe at the same time, okay? The, a lot of guys have told me, you know, nervous, younger guys will tell me like, oh, I just get so nervous out there, I just forget to breathe. Mm -hmm. And so when you're training, and remember that's what you're doing, I want you to think about your breathing. I want you to be sure you're taking your breaths and getting your lungs full of air and, and, and letting that help you fuel your performance. So we've talked about aerobic. Let's kind of, let's, let's bounce over to the other side and let's talk a little bit about anaerobic. So anaerobic essentially means moving without air. Something like when you're having to get the big deep breath in before you do a really heavy lift. Um, I mean, give me some examples of anaerobic, Aaron. Let's talk, let's give them yeah, some. So, yeah, so you would have like sprinting. Yes. Um, you would have like the lifting. Right. Um, you would have like a, like a plyometric jumping or something like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. So basically anaerobic, your, your body can no longer use oxygen. It's right. going to have to use your blood sugar, yes. your glycogen or something like that to fuel what you're needing. But it is usually some kind of explosive uh, something super intense, yeah. like like where you're where you're you know you're you're carved up. You got your blood sugar up, and your body is having to access those reserves of energy to power through a big squat PR or something. You know, a personal record um, for a, a some a crazy heavy lift, or like you said, you're doing a just all out super intense sprint where your body has to you're not able to breathe during that, and your body has to tap into those systems to power that, that movement, that performance. So this is another way to train. It is a much less sustainable for a, for a prolonged period of time right. style of training. This is not something, you're not gonna do a 30 minute anaerobic workout where you're just not breathing for that entire period of time. You can do intervals of that to where maybe for over the course of an hour, you may do multiple variations of anaerobic performance, but this is not something you're not like, I'm going to get on the treadmill and I'm going to go anaerobic for the next 30 minutes. That's, that's not how that works. Yeah. Usually when we, when we program anaerobic mm -hmm. stuff in, if you were talking like with conditioning, it would be some kind of interval. It would be, sure. you know, like 20 seconds of something hard, yep. you know, on the airdyne or rower or, you know, running the ropes, like doing right. something really hard for like 20 seconds and then resting. So, so in the ring, you know, yeah, like you said, you could, you could compare that to the uh, running the ropes or even like the grape stompers, which is something that yeah. we've talked about in the past that if you're, if you're following our, if you're signed up for our email service, which please do that, um, you can 
see these examples of moves, stuff like the Grape Stompers, et cetera, some other things, the figure four get-ups and whatnot, can also be mentioned in a part of that. And since I brought it up, let me, let me hit you real quick with this, okay? So find us on Facebook at How to Become a Pro Wrestler. Please drop us your email, sign up for our email service, and you will get all those cool videos of the things like I just said delivered straight to your inbox. That's free pro wrestling training, guys. Straight into your inbox every single week. No fluff, no nonsense. We're not sending your email out to anybody else. This is for you to have some great tips, some great training, some videos from me and from Aaron in your inbox every single week. So, all right, we talked about aerobic. We talked about anaerobic. I wanna get into something that I think is super, super important for a pro wrestler's training, and that is metabolic conditioning, okay? So metabolic conditioning, and Aaron, please jump in if, if, I'm, if I'm hitting anything wrong, but when I'm talking about metabolic conditioning, I'm talking about any type of training, any type of conditioning that trains one of your systems, one of the three main systems that you have of athletic performance, of conditioning training to tap into. So you've got multiple different systems, and we're talking about those sprints. We're talking about hitting, hitting those that intense, crazy amount of work that you super burst of speed, your body training those. So that's, again, that's something that you're not going to train for a prolonged period of time, but that is something that I need pro wrestlers to train every single week, at least once. You know, once a week you train something like that, right? Like you, is, is that, am I on the right page there? Yeah, like you're, for you're, sure. Absolutely. Yeah, the metabolic conditioning is basically going to be the training that is going to help you in the ring the most. So right. it's going to it's going to be familiar. Oh, no, you're absolutely right. right. It, it feels like metabolic conditioning is so important to me because the process of doing it in the gym is the closest thing you're going to find that feels like having a match in the ring. And that's, that's what you're getting at, I believe. And that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Because you know, when you watch the matches, guys are, mm -hmm using the aerobic system whenever they're kind of doing some stuff, their anaerobic right. system, their phosphorus system, which we didn't mention, but that's like that really, really yeah, quick explosive Super burst, movement. yeah. So the metabolic conditioning kind of will train all three of those, but we have to make sure it's specific for the wrestlers if you're really going to get the benefit and the crossover right. from the gym you know, into the ring. Into the ring, yeah, yeah. And that's what we're trying to do, guys. We're trying to bridge that gap. We're trying to optimize that performance between what happens in the ring and what happens in the gym because you hear, or you maybe you've heard, and I'm going to I'm going to hit you with it if you haven't heard it before, but you hear that there's not a lot you can do in the gym that will translate perfectly to in the ring. You can make yourself look good, you can you can do your cardio and all that stuff because you want to look great, but working out in the gym is not just for looking good, guys. I'm here to tell you right now. I'm busting that myth. You can train in the gym and it can have carryover to the ring. Now, you got to train in the ring. You got to you got to train wrestling to be a good wrestler. Obviously, but there are things that you can do in the gym that will better power and fuel your performance. So think about a match real quick. And if, and if, you, if you haven't actually had a match, you've seen matches. Think about when the guys are pacing themselves at the beginning of the match. They're doing multiple chain holds. They're, they're moving through headlocks and, and wrist locks and counter holds and all that stuff. And then all of a sudden, the pace picks up and they're running. As fast as they can, they're hitting the ropes like crazy. They're ducking, they're dodging, and then boom, all of a sudden, they hit the mat, a bump happens, something happens, and they grab a headlock, and they sit there and breathe. Yeah. So we call that a rest hold. So we're breathing. Right there, you saw these people access all of those systems in order, boom, 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 
and now they're back to the beginning and they're resting. So these, it's kind of the roller coaster ride of a pro wrestling match where you have those peaks and valleys and you're, you're riding that roller coaster up and down. You need these different systems inside your body and you need to train them on a weekly basis to be able to fuel your performance. Because it's one thing to watch these matches and visualize yourself doing them and, and hope that your training in the gym is going to translate over to this. And it's another thing to actually have a strict idea of, oh, that's what that is in the ring. That was really just an interval workout, you know, done via run the ropes, drop kick, headlock, rest. Like, you know, it's the same thing, guys. It really is the same thing when you break it down to things that you can do in the ring. So when we're talking about metabolic conditioning, we are talking about training specifically to access those systems that will move into your in-ring performance where you're accessing the exact same systems, where you're doing the exact same thing. So moving through these, these exercises, there's various different ways you can accomplish this, various different ways you can, you can master these systems. And those are all things that we're going to bring you down the line. We're going to give you some incredibly specific information. But today, I just want to give you some ideas of how to do this. So I want to talk about Something, something you and I have talked about in the past, Aaron, about, about our actual weightlifting. Because I think that guys don't understand that they could be training their aerobic and anaerobic systems while they're actually lifting weights. Like while they're doing their, oh, I got to do, uh, it's chest day. I'm going to do five sets of five on bench press or whatnot. So, so talk to us about that. Talk to us about how you specifically even move through something like that. Yeah, so whenever we're writing strength programs for pro wrestlers, you know, we've been working on that strong style, which we're going to be getting put out uh, here pretty soon. Very soon, yeah. Um, or maybe it's already out if this episode comes sure, out before sure. that. But with that strong style, the first goal is to get you strong and to look the part, because that is right. important. That was one of those five things that you must master. Right? You have to look the part. But while we're doing that, while we're building the body, while we're getting you strong, while we're getting you athletic, and while we're getting you that look that you need, we can also be working on these systems. And the simplest way, and what we've done with the strong style, is we put it in as uh, compound um, movements, yeah. plus making sure that we are very specific on the rest periods before a next exercise. So we may be supersetting something, we may be doing a short little circuit in there, or a complex, but we're going to rest very specifically. So what, what that would look like is say that we're going to do, say it's a leg day, right? right? So we're gonna do a, we're doing some accessory lifts. We're going to do a goblet squat for 10 reps. We're gonna rest 60 seconds, and then we're gonna to move to an RDL, rest 60 seconds, and then go back. Now right. that, you know, 60 seconds between that with the challenging load, yeah. you're gonna be breathing. Absolutely. You're getting just enough rest to be able to hit the reps that's on the program but you're getting the aerobic benefit mm -hmm. by making sure that you're very specific on your times and you're getting the anaerobic benefit while you're lifting the weights. So right there, we've already hit two energy right. systems. And what that does, guys, if you're training like that and you're very specific on your rest, even while you're doing your strength training, it means that you, you don't have to do probably as much cardio. Absolutely. Because you're getting it in while you're doing the other. Now, I, I don't want to confuse you and think that you don't have to do some additional sure. aerobic work. Sure, sure. But I'm telling you, I know you don't. You may not have much time. You may right. just have an hour you know, to get in the gym. Let's make it efficient. 
Absolutely. And so being able to be very specific on these rest times and the way you program the strength and conditioning can help you hit both things. Right. So I'm going to, uh, you know, we're here to talk wrestling. So let's refer it back to wrestling. So here's a phrase that gets used in wrestling a lot. Maximize your minutes. So yeah. that refers back to sometimes a wrestler being disappointed if they show up at a show and it's like, hey, you have a match tonight. You've only got four minutes. Go out there and do your thing. It's like, oh, four minutes. That sucks. I drove four hours to have four minutes. Here's the thing, guys. That's going to happen. That's a part of life. That's a part of wrestling. Here's what you have to do. You have to go out there and maximize your minutes. If you have four minutes, I need you to accomplish the absolute best performance that you can within your time limit. Do it. Kill it, make an impact, make an impression on the fans, on your opponent, and on the promoter of the actual show. So, now let's move back to what Aaron was just talking about. When you're in the gym, a lot of us have full-time jobs, we have families, we have responsibilities and obligations outside of pro wrestling, but we also have a passionate dream to be a part and be a success in pro wrestling. So, when it comes time to do our training, when it's time to hit the gym or hit the garage or hit the weights, wherever they may be, you need to maximize your minutes. If you're the kind of person that is like, ah, I'm not going to be able to get my, my whatever, my 30 minutes of walk, you know, light jog on the treadmill or whatever in at the end of this workout. And I'm not saying that you never need to do that. You do need to make time for that when you can. But if you are training the lifting portions, and that's something I've talked to Aaron about before in the past. I think that a lot of guys are only looking at the number on the barbell. They're only looking at the numbers on the dumbbells. They're like, they're only tracking their progress by, well, I did 50 last week, I did 60 this week, and I did 65. You know, like, that. that's not the only way to track progress, guys. You've also got reps, but you've also got rest. So rest periods are so, so important for us, and they're going to be a major contributing factor to training you in the gym and translating it to the ring in our upcoming programs, Strong Style that Aaron just mentioned, and super specific rest times, guys, where you're not worried about, I don't need you to worry about what's on your phone and how long do I need to rest before I go into the next movement. We are going to tell you how long you need to rest in our programming, and that's something I want you to think about today right now. I want you to think about how long you're resting in between your lifts. So maybe you lower the weight to where you can maintain that strict 60 second rest period. Because if you're like, well, that sucks. If I rest, you know, just a random amount of time, I can lift 10 more pounds. But is that translating to anything more than maybe a few extra muscle fibers? Maybe, I mean, maybe not. Maybe some extra stress on your shoulders and tendons. I mean, I don't know, who knows what you're getting out of that. Is it more beneficial than moving a proper amount of weight that gets you right on that edge, right on that edge of, whoo, that was tough, and then resting a strict set of time before you have to do it again. That, to me, sounds way more like what happens inside the ring between the two bells. So, guys, that's what we want to hit you with today. We want to, we want to talk to you about optimizing what you're doing in the gym, thinking about those rest periods, and utilizing that to your advantage. Well, you know, John, we we're speaking on, you know, we want, we want you to train. You are a mm -hmm. professional. You sure. have a training program. We're not doing weekend warrior random workouts, right? right. We have a purpose. We have a plan. Right. We got to get in the ring. We got to prove what we can do. We got to get to the big show, you know, right. the main event. So whenever you're being very specific with the training and we're talking, you know, the rest periods yeah. here, 
if you do that, what it also does is it lets you move like to the, when you move to the next phase or the next step in the workouts, you can say, oh, I went up five pounds like on this press. And I know I did because my rest period was 60 here and it was 60 here. It wasn't 60 in this phase and now it's, you know, two minutes. Like that doesn't really tell you if the workout or the training program is working. Right. You need to have that something comparable uh, with each workout that you're doing. You can't say 90 seconds of rest and then 30 seconds of rest. It's just not comparable. Right. If that, if I'm making sense. No, you're making perfect sense to me. Yeah, absolutely. I I think you, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, that's exactly right. You need to be taking all those things into account, all those different factors into account, because you're training, right? That, that's really our goal here today is to accomplish the, the, the knowledge, impart the knowledge onto them that you are training specifically for something. You're not just in there to work out. You're not just in there because you have to or you want to do that. You're in there training for a specific sport that you are trying to succeed and make money at. Yeah. So, Well, and if yeah. I can add one more Please. benefit to that yeah. too. So we're, we'll just stay on those, uh, you know, those uh, complexes. So we're doing a goblet squat and then mm-hmm. we're doing an RDL, right? Right. And if you have that specific rest period, you're also helping work your aerobic system, mm-hmm. helping to do that. But also you can do this where you're being able to help build muscle like a bodybuilder would. So, um, I kind of lost my thought there, John. Well, I mean, no, I think you're kind of, so let, yeah, let, no, yeah, go ahead. Um, the way you could do this, let, let's switch to this. Sure, if you were sure. doing an upper body thing, right? And you're trying to get a pump. Yes. Being able to rest that short amount of period, uh, will allow you to be able to get a pump in a certain muscle group. Right. So in, in strong style, one of the things we have is we have pushups. Right. Um, in there, you're doing four sets and you're resting 60 seconds in between your push-ups. So that yeah. will give you a tremendous pump in the chest, right. working your aerobic system, your anaerobic system, and getting you a pump right. uh, that is going to help with kind of the bodybuilder uh, side of things. And, and fully doing what we just talked about, maximizing your minutes. I mean, that's you're going to get an amazing benefit right there, boom, with that strict rest. And, and you, you even, you know, you, you said push-ups, which is something they can do at home. You know, like that's only, that's a small part of a, of a much larger program and, and it's not all you would have to do. But like you're able to train all those systems and you're able to translate that to in-the-ring performance, building muscle to look like a great wrestler as well, like getting the pump, like you said, as a bodybuilder and do it all like in a, in a much more efficient amount of time. Yeah. So that, that's what I really want you guys to think about, okay? So we've talked about training your different systems. We've talked about metabolic conditioning, which in, in our opinion is the superior way to train, to translate to in-ring performance. Um, I think that you can add metabolic training into, and, into at least three of your workouts a week. Um, if you're training three days a week, you, you tack those onto the end of your workout and different, very, like we've talked about today, various different methods to do it, whether it be having those strict rest periods or whether it be doing intense interval training. You guys have all, all heard of that, I'm sure, as far as like having a fast amount of work. Like let's um, just give them specific examples. Maybe they're doing a squat jump or something or even break it down to something super old school. Let's go jumping jacks. Maybe you're doing crazy amount of jumping jacks, intense as possible for 15 seconds and then you're resting for 10 seconds and then you're repeating that for a certain period of time. So there, all these different things can be done training a different system on a daily basis without overloading yourself, keeping yourself at capacity. And, and you know, that strict rest period between the workouts and whatnot, like you said, will prevent you from having to think that you need to 
spend another additional 30 or 45 minutes on the treadmill at the end of your workout. If you're one of those guys, like I have been in the past, where I'm like, man, my day is so hectic, and I've got my weightlifting in, and man, do I have time for this treadmill today? Or you know, I, I'm not. I don't. I don't mean to to vilify the treadmill either because I love treadmills. But like, I, I'm, I'm. You know, that's just the example I think because I've heard guys tell me that before. They're like, man, I just don't have time to spend all that, do all that cardio. You know, at the end of my workouts, I'm like, no, guys, you're going to do your cardio while you're lifting weights. Like that's that that's there's a way to do it. There's a way. There's room for both. Yeah. But there's a way to do it to where you're not having to do. Yeah, waste well, there's time. and there's a way there's a way to do it that doesn't mm-hmm. affect your the you yeah. getting stronger and you building muscle yes. and things too. So it has to be very specific. But there's definitely a way to do it. And yeah, you know when you're saying you know, metabolic conditioning, you know, mm-hmm. kind of a superior way to get to right. the in ring shape. I don't want to discount like strength training is the first thing. These metabolic conditioning comes in you know anaerob- anaerobically whenever you can do the right. strength training with the rest periods. But then the really specific metabolic conditioning can come in at the end of the at workout. At the tail end of your workout, yeah. And that's how I, I program a lot of my workouts. That's how we've discussed strong style and how we've laid out some of that as well. So um, proper strength training programs, proper conditioning, finding that balance between those two is going to increase your ability to perform in the ring. So guys, let me, let me roll back to why we even started this episode and why we came into it. I really want to talk about blowing up in the ring, getting exhausted and the dangers that are involved with that. And, and what I mean by that, you know, simply is if you're in a match, if you're having a athletic competitive match with a performer and you get blown up, as we call it, you get exhausted, you, you, you deplete all your systems, you have nothing left to go on. Guys, it's time to end that match because there's no way for you to recover at that point. No reasonable way for you to recover. And what happens if you don't end the match at that point is safety becomes a major issue. And what have we talked about in the past, right? Safety is the number one priority. You are in there. Ultimately, you know, it takes two to tango in the ring, at least two. And you are in there with your opponent, who is really your partner, and you're putting on an athletic performance to entertain these fans to the absolute best of your ability. And if you gas out, if you blow up, and then you go into a movement, a spot, a suplex, anything at all, a body slam of some kind, even just running the ropes, you can injure yourself or injure your opponent. And you do not want to do that. I have, I have witnessed this. I've witnessed guys who have no business doing it because they're completely exhausted go for a suplex and drop someone on their shoulder, on their head. Very dangerous. I've witnessed guys exhausted, blown up, go to hit the ropes on their own, miss it with their hand, shoot their head through the, the, and that's why we talk about so important to grab that rope, shoot their head through the rope and hang themselves up on the top rope and, and, you know, give themselves whiplash, you know, essentially. These are just super small examples of the dangers involved of trying to be a performer in the ring without any conditioning systems in place. Hey, John, so you can also add some of this metabolic conditioning at the end of your workout. So you've been training your strength program and you've been doing those rest periods like we talked about and you're kind of working your aerobic system 
as well. Right. But at the end, just to kind of hit a great finisher, mm -hmm. anaerobic, metabolic conditioning finisher, right. uh, what you can do, and these need to be maybe five to eight minutes somewhere over there, sure. especially if you've had a hard strength day. Easy to fit in. It's not crazy long, yeah. Oh, and it, yeah, and it, it's a lot better than doing just the 30 minutes of cardio exactly. thing, like you were talking about yeah, before. Yeah. But what you want to do, guys, is you want to put in something, usually what I like to do is it's going to be some kind of carry, like a farmer's mm -hmm. carry, a suitcase carry, a Statue of Liberty carry, which is where you hold a dumbbell straight right. over your head. Straight overhead, yeah. All right. Uh, you, um, I love sandbags. So if mm -hmm. you have a sandbag, or if you're at home and you have a heavy bag, like yep. throwing that on your shoulder, yep. and like doing a loaded carry that way. But just some carries, um, and you can, you can also add if you have a sled or access to a sled, sled pushes, sled drags. Mm -hmm. um, I would even say hill some hill sprints at the end, some sure. shoulder runs at the end, anything like that. Um, if you don't have very much room, you could hit some burpees in there. Right. Got an Airdyne bike rower. But the way this needs to be is it needs to be interval based, mm -hmm. right? So you want to go hard for that, you know, 10 to maybe probably 30 seconds. Yeah, somewhere in there. Nothing crazy long. Right. Yeah. And then you want to rest. So you want to give yourself adequate rest. So you want to rest at least a minute, maybe right. even more than that, um, to hit that appropriately. Now, right. the reason you want to do that, guys, is because your body, you want to use that anaerobic system right if you do not rest right you're it won't just recover. you're yeah. just using oxygen and yeah. you won't recover right so you have to add rest so don't think that you're just going to go in and push the sled for five minutes straight that would be an that would be a it's not a metabolic conditioning that we want at that point that's aerobic right, right, right. conditioning right. for the most part so but those if you do a carry you do a heavy farmer's carry for 30 45 seconds then you rest, and then you pick it up again and go. That's going to be great. Sled pushes, same thing. Hill sprints, airdyne, mm -hmm. rower, burpees there at the end. Uh, you got to keep it short and kind of sweet, get plenty of rest, and you right. have to go hard. It can't be just yes. kind of pacing yourself through it. This is a finisher. This is supposed to tax the system to the max. And we did mention it earlier, but uh -huh. we do have some redline workouts. Right that I like to throw in there separately, but this can't quite be a red line because it's right. not separate from the strength program. Yes. But you want to push hard, hard on these guys. Yeah, so, absolutely. Push, so, push it to the limit. Yeah, it's a great thing to add to the end of the workouts and it will translate to the gym, to the ring, sorry, very specific. Right, right, from the gym to the ring. You're absolutely yeah. right. And, and, and guys, don't be, sometimes when I'm training people, they get, they get, because it, it kind of goes against, I don't know, maybe their natural instincts or what they think that conditioning or what the, the gym needs to look like. Because when I tell someone, okay, we're going to work for 15, 20 seconds as hard as possible, then we're going to rest 60 to 90 seconds. And they're like, what? We're, we're going to rest longer than we're working? I'm not going to get anything done yeah. like that. Guys, if you are truly pushing yourselves to your limits – you are not going to be able to maintain anything more than 15, 20 seconds, 30 if you're if you're a crazy intense athlete, you know? Yeah, if, so, yeah. if, if think about if like Usain Bolt like was running yeah. sprints. Yeah. He is if he ran a sprint, I bet you he is dog tired after that sprint. He put a hundred percent effort yes. into that. You're not he's not gonna be able to match his intensity on a sprint in ten seconds. Right. Right. He is gonna have to rest, recover yep. to be able to match it again. So with this you want to be able to match the intensity of your first rep, let's right. say. So if you run a sprint in you know, 10 seconds, yep. 
you need to rest long enough where you can run another sprint in 10 seconds. Exactly. You have to make it work that way because that's that's the training of it. It's not just to work out just right. to get sweaty and to, you know, be like like lay dead on the floor. Yep. It has a specific purpose to get you in the ring to be able to perform at your best. All right, so please guys, if you've heard nothing else today, I want you to know that it is incredibly important that you have to be conditioned well for in-ring and you can accomplish that in the gym because you are there for a specific goal. You are there to train for your sport so you can be a success in the gym and carry that over to the ring. All right? All right, guys. Thank you for listening today. I want you to please go on over whatever your favorite podcast platform is. Apple, iTunes, and Spotify, all those different systems, all your favorite places. Our podcast is free. I want you to listen. Please give us a thumbs up, rate, review, and subscribe. And please give us a share. Share your favorite episode. Do you know someone that could benefit from listening to this podcast? I'm sure that you do. Please share your favorite episode. Let us know what you thought about our talk today. Let us know what you'd like to hear in the future. Join us on Instagram and Facebook at How to Become a Pro Wrestler, where we teach you all the skills you need to go from your living room to the main event. And don't wait for your opportunity, guys. Take it.